Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the third episode of the Sports and Net podcast. You've got myself, Brewer. You've got me, Trig. And you've, and you've got, got the only guy in the UK with the worst injury records than Jack Wilshere. It's my man, Daryl. Daryl Woodford. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Nothing, just a look. Right, what we've got coming up today, Trig? So, guys, what we've got for you today, we've got Anthony Joshua fights Big Baby Miller at Madison Square Gardens, and the fallout from that. You know, there's plenty of other guys he could be fighting, but why is he not? We've got Declan Rice, he's deferred, he's come from Ireland, he's committed to, to England. We're going to talk about that. We've got Big West Ham fan Darrell in the room, too. Um, then we're going to move on, we've got the Champions League roundup and all the results. Let's go. So first off, we're going to be talking about Anthony Joshua. He has now booked his next fight, which is... It's big baby Gerald Miller, which is Madison Square Gardens, on June the 1st. Right, there's been a bit of an uproar about it, because he was... Well, the last we see, he jumped in the ring after Dylan White beat... That's who after Chisora, wasn't Chisora, it? Chisora, yeah. Chisora. He jumped in the ring afterwards and give it to the crowd. We're like, oh, yeah, would you want to see me fight? Do you want to see me yeah. fight Fury? Do you want to see me fight White? Do you want to see me fight White? Everyone jerked. And then he took this fight. So, yeah. can you kind of just put that into some context, Trig? What's happened? Yeah, so there's a lot of talk around um, AJ and the fact that he's potentially dodging the bigger fights. In my opinion, that's definitely not the case. You've obviously got... Fury Wilder, the last fight ended in a draw quite controversially. That is very likely to be a rematch between the two. Yeah, they've already kind of um, put sure it in. Yeah, it's already been sanctioned, isn't it? Right. So it, that's going to happen. <laughs> so it weren't going to be either of them. So it's, in theory, not going to be either of them. The third viable opponent was Dylan White. Um, as far as I'm aware, an offer was put on the table which was 60 40 um, in favour of Joshua. Now, if you look at the purses that they'll be fighting for in that fight, 40% will be the biggest payday that any of those three fighters, we're talking Fury, Wilder or White, would ever receive. Joshua is the money fighter. Right? Mm. All, all three... Well he's, well, he's the one with the belts, so he's got the clout to throw it about, and hasn't he? He sells out Wembley for nobody. Did, didn't even fight. mean to have that rhyme, but it did. <laughs> it did. And, and, you know, that's exactly... You're right, Daryl. I mean, Anthony Joshua could fight one of us and sell out Wembley. Mm. Right, the point is, he's the one bringing in the money... He's the one who's, who's the reason why the purse is so big. And the fact that these fighters are demanding 50-50, I personally think is ridiculous. So in my opinion, it's not him dodging the fight at all. It's them giving completely outrageous expectations of what they're worth. And that's the reason the fight's not happening. I, mean, I don't know. But why, what, but why do all this carry-on of jumping in the ring, all this showmanship, of jumping in the ring after White's just won his fight against Chisora? Yeah. Well, I've won that. Jump in the ring... And shout off, basically saying, "Who do you want me to fight?" Blah blah blah, and then basically turn around afterwards and go, and then go and fight Miller. So I don't think that's his fault. He's he wants the fights. He wants to take on Wilder, Fury, White again. It, White, it's still a nothing fight to me for him. That it's what AJ? Yeah, I think I, I think AJ really? wins that again. White's come a long way. Yeah, yeah no, 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 no. White, don't White. get me wrong. I, I, but I think AJ's a different level to White. But what? But White has one. really kicked yeah, on in his last how many fights that'll now. That would be a big British fight. Yeah. yeah. But the two that I think he should be fighting is Fury and 
Wilder. They're the next two. Yeah, it's quite well known like in the boxing scene, and a lot of people would agree with Daryl that those three, AJ, uh, Fury, and Wilder, are you know tier one. And then it's quite it's quite well regarded that Dylan White has always been the best of the rest. Some people think he's now made it into that top tier. Some people don't. Oh, up up until a year ago, people were spouting off about Parker, and he went and beat Parker. Right, this yeah, Dylan, Dylan White beat Parker, right? Yeah, but as as did AJ, and it was pretty comfortable, really. Yeah. Like AJ in the last few fights has beat his Klitschko. He's, he's beat some Parker. big beat Parker. He's beat some big boxers. Yeah. Now this. This, he's now ready to fight the best. Well, Miller isn't to be underestimated. I mean, he's a, Miller is a very good fighter, but people are calling it a cop out purely because, um, you know, because it isn't those big names that we already know. In in America, Miller is a big fighter. I'm not saying he's not, and that would be a big night out at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. And again, it'd be a good night for all us at five o'clock in the morning. Well, that. <laughs> well just um, to uh, <laughs> actually, for all of you guys listening, June the first, mark the date, right, and listen to this, June the first. Epsom Derby, Champions League final, Anthony Joshua fights Gerald Miller, and there'll be a game in the Cricket World Cup, all on the same day. Sounds like a great day. Good day to stay indoors and get a few beers in, I think. We'll all be playing cricket, and then we'll get out of the tonked up after. That's so. absolutely right, mate. <laughs> absolutely right. To give um, some sort of stats on that, Gerald Miller, for the people who don't really know what he is, 24, he's, he's fought 24 times, 123, 20 by a knockout, one draw. So yeah. he's obviously got some... What's his age? What's his age? 30. He's 30 years old. Mm. It's a good record. It is a good record. That's not bad going. I I think I'd like to see who he's fought. Yeah, if you drill down into actually who he's fought, I don't know if there's much there um, that would really make you worry. But, like you say, you can only fight what's in front of you and the American scene isn't what the UK scene is. They haven't got the big names out there. And... This, this puts it in some sort of perspective, right? The pre-sale at Madison Square Garden went on sale for this fight and they've done the biggest numbers in Madison Square Garden history. And that includes the likes of McGregor fighting there, Mayweather's fought there. This fight, bear in mind it's a British champion, has outsold all of them in the pre-sale in two hours. I'd like to see how many of that was English because he's got such a big following. He'll take enough out there. Yeah. Well, he wants to kind of... He, he wants to uh, break into the American scene out there, doesn't he? Because right. there's there's apparently there's a lot of people over in the States side who are just... Obviously, they must have heard of Joshua, mm. but he isn't a, a household name over there yet. But then, what was Wilder a year ago here? And like we didn't know a lot True. about Deontay. Like, and again, I, 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 I'm still not his biggest fan, especially after watching him fight Fury. Um, but it's time for Joshua to take over that. All the biggest fighters have fought in Madison Square Gardens. Vegas, yeah. big fights like that, and it's time for Joshua to do it. If he's going to fight here in Wembley with his own backing all the time, he's not going to lose many because he's got the, his own. No. The difference but, is, boxing in America has never been worth as much as it is in the UK, and so Eddie it only recently is going to go that way because Eddie Hearn signed a massive, massive deal with DAZN, which is a, a sports streaming website which is worth a billion pounds. It's one of the biggest sporting deals in history. And he has to put on a certain amount of boxing cards out in America a year. And they'll be exclusively um, streamed on DAZN. So this will obviously fall into that perfectly because he can take his biggest name out there, you know, really boost the ratings, which is great. There was a really good example of, of why or how the scene is so different. Two fighters that came through at the same time were um, George Groves and James DeGaulle, right? They came through at the same time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. James DeGaulle made the choice when they were younger 
to go out to America and forge his career out there. George Groves stayed in the UK just at the right time when Eddie Hearn picked it up, grabbed it by the balls and made it possibly the most lucrative sport in the country. Yeah. And it just proved. So the girl's coming back now to fight um, Eubank Jr., and the only re- the only reason he's doing that is for one last payday because he's he's not earned enough money out in the states. Like Wilder, before he fought Fury, bear in mind he's a heavyweight champion. The biggest crowd he's ever fought in front of was thirty thousand. Yeah, because he's fighting bums. Well, he is, but the point is, if you put Joshua in the UK against a bum, he'd still sell out Wembley. He's their heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He sh- in my opinion, but he should be selling out stadiums. But then Joshua in his last how many fights he fought he fought in the. Um Fought, he fought Parker, yeah, Takam, yeah. Um, oh, who did he fight before that? Brazil, Klitschko, Klitschko, um, obviously in there, which is one of the, probably the biggest these, fighters. These been. are not, these are not bums that he's now fighting. No, he, these he, are he, these he are seasoned fight. fighters. Povetkin as well. Is that uh, right? He hasn't. He hasn't no, he was meant to, and then Povetkin pulled yeah. out, and then that's where Takam come in. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. So he he hasn't fought bums in the last what a handful of fights he's made them look like bums yeah of course he has yeah um, well uh, yeah in the past Klitsch, Klitschko, not, sorry, well I'm about to say he didn't make Klitschko, yeah. look, Klitschko look well that's like never going to happen but the, the in the past America has sent over its best fighters and Joshua has made them made him look not great right you've got Martin who was the interim champion who was he was not good enough and he and Joshua finished him off Brazil put up a reasonable fight but he's just a big guy and I actually think that's who Dillian White's going to fight next is Dominic Brazil um, and I'd imagine that may well be in America as well who was the one Joshua took to points that was Parker it was Parker and that was it? in Cardiff I was actually yeah. there for that at the, um, at the Principality Stadium it was a very very good night like um, there's some great fights on the undercard mm. and Joshua was just flawless a lot of people watching at home, and I don't know you guys, you know, you're obviously into your sport, but people who might not necessarily be into it might have seen it as a boring fight. But for us guys and myself personally, I thought it was just a masterclass. He did not, it would, in a heavyweight fight, you cannot give any opportunity to the other fighter because it takes one punch. Yeah. Yeah. He Espec- fought Parker. Especially, especially in that division. Exactly, right? He fought Parker for 12 rounds and did not give him a single opportunity to, to land a punch. That, that, mm-hmm. For me, that was his best fight. Yeah, he was perfect um, throughout. Yeah. And he's going to have harder ones, especially, like, obviously, Fury, we know what he's like. Yeah. But and to back that, go on. De- Deontay, we, 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 again, we've, I've only really seen him fight once, but he's, he's called the Bomber for a reason. Bronze right, bomber. Yeah, and he's he, the, he'll, he'll, or as Fury calls him, the <laughs> Fury calls him the bronze bunder. Uh, bronze bunder. Yeah. <laughs> I, I still big, can't stand get, Fury. Get up, you big dosser. I can't, I can't stand. I can't stand Fury. Yeah. But what a fight he, he put out. To be fair to him, you got to say, like, backing up um, what you were just saying, um, Fury didn't give Wilder many chances in that fight to throw it. No. And but the thing is with Wilder as well, he throws it from the hip, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah. He telegraphs, telegraphs it, it telegraphs it all day. And Fury was taking the mick out of him for nine out of those, well, at least nine to ten out of those twelve rounds. Yeah, he was. And then he's ended up getting knocked down in the ninth with a bit of a dubious knockdown anyway, because round the back of the head anyway, wasn't it? So, um, and then the twelfth. I don't know if he just got a little bit cocky or whatever, but obviously then Wilder's thrown an absolute <laughs> missile yeah. at him. And to be fair to Fury, how he got up from that. Uh, to be know. fair to Fury, how he's got up from yeah. that, most people would have been out for at least a week. It was un- it was Undertaker esque. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It was it was something else when he can't, when he um got back up from that. But it speaks volumes as well. <coughs> Sorry, where he 
where he has come from in his kind of personal life with his demons and stuff like that because he was in a bad place. He was under, he was in a proper bad place. He dropped about it. ten or stone for that fight. Yeah, yeah. He, and he looked and now you've seen pictures of him now. Mm. He's pretty chiseled now. Yeah. You'd like to say if, if Fury, sorry, if Wilder somehow come out of that fight with a draw, let's see what happens in the rematch with yeah. a with a proper now fit Fury who's going to yeah. go into that fight because he was like I say he was running rings around him for at least ninety percent of that fight and somehow. F- while they come out of that with a draw. Yeah, yeah. No, it was it was a good night and I, it was a good fight. But um, going back to AJ, um, if if you had the choice now of who, who you'd like to see him fight next out of the big two, who would you pick, bro? What I have Wilder and Fury. Yeah, Wilder. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. I'd love to see him iron out Wilder and then Fury and and what a big. And Fury for and Joshua boxing, for British boxing. That'll be the biggest fight right. in probably what? Easily the last decade, probably further. Like, that will be the money so fight. So you've, con- you've controversially answered Daryl's question. So I, I took his question as what fight would you like to see the most? But you've written the whole story. You'd like him to, first of all, fight Wilder and beat him mm. and then have to fight Fury. Whereas realistically, it, in theory, he should just fight the winner of their fight. I doubt he'll fight both. Hmm. I think he will fight both. Sure, yeah, surely in his career he'll end up fighting yeah, both. Possibly. Um, Depends if they can get the, if they can get the contract signed. You know. Yeah. Um, the, the, what until they start realising who, who the money bringer is, and it is Joshua. He'll bring in that major crowd, and he'll he'll give him the biggest payday. We're not going to see it for a while. No. Answer me this, Trig. If White wins his next fight, doesn't he become mandatory for someone? It's quite. Po- I actually believe he probably does become manager for Joshua, um, so I'll have to. I will have to double check that. But I, I believe he, he probably would be. He's not. He's not currently. Um, I think Miller is at the moment the mandatory, um, which is fine. I mean, Eddie Hearn does such a good job of what of weighing up who the mandatory fighters are, where the money's going to come from. So I, I completely trust Eddie Hearn in, in, in that sense, and I know he's going to put on a good <laughs> you're show. Probably, you're probably the only person who yeah, trusts I mean, Eddie there's Hearn. Not many people that, I, I wouldn't trust him with my wallet, but I do, <laughs> I do trust him to put on a very good boxing show. You know, He's been doing it, and he gets it right every time, in my opinion. Um, so we'll see. I mean, I, I'd like to see Joshua White again. I think it would be a very different fight to what it was last time. I still, I still think Joshua would win, but I don't think it would be quite as comfortable as it was. Um, yeah, and we'll have to see. It's going to be an interesting couple of years for British boxing coming up. You know, we've got some um, got some good talent coming through. Um, uh, lesser weight as well. I mean, it's not all about the heavyweights. You know, um, March twenty uh, second at the Copper Box, we've got our great young champion Charlie Edwards defending his title. Um, you know, there's there's some big there's some big uh, fights going on now, and I think everyone should, you know, pay a bit of attention to all the US, all the UK champions we've got. Yeah, definitely. Um... And it's just it's good to see our boxers doing so well. Yeah, and um, I think a lot of credit has got to go to Eddie Hearn. When he took over the um, the reins at Matchroom, there was very very few UK based world champions, and now we are the biggest powerhouse yeah. in boxing. Yeah, completely agree. Um, and it, I'm I'm actually I know it's going to be a late one, but I'm so looking forward to seeing him fight in America. Yeah, seeing that. Because the last one I really remember um, really getting up for was the, the Hatton fights and what a let yeah. bad both of them were. So getting up for um, 
obviously Fury fought out there recently, but it wasn't one that I stayed up for all night and had a big beer up. I got up for it, so with the AJ one, I'm sure I'll start. That could be a big a... day out, right? Oh yeah, sporting um, events, a derby. You're probably going to watch the cricket. I mean, we'll probably have play, yeah, me, playing obviously cricket. Obviously, me and Dan, play, me and Trick play cricket as well, so we'll be playing during the day on the Saturday. And I'm, I think for our club, we've actually got a big club day on the Sunday, so it'll be quite a big yeah. weekend for us. So um, it'll be an interesting um, weekend to um, watch all the sport. Right, guys. So we've been talking boxing. Um, I think it's about time we give you some music. And what better way to you know lead you in than show you that if I was a boxer, what music I'd love to walk out to? And my choice, without a doubt would be Touch the Sky, Kanye West. I gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day I die, I'ma touch the sky. Back when they thought pink polos are hurt the rock Before Cam got the shit to pop, the doors are closed I felt like bad boy street team, I couldn't work the locks Now let's go, take them back to the plan Me and my mama hopped in that U-Haul van Any pessimists, I ain't talk to them Plus I ain't had no phone in my apartment Let's take them back to the club At least about an hour I stand on line I just wanted to dance I went to Jacob an hour after I got my advance I just wanted to shine Jay's favorite line, dog, in due time Now they look at me like, damn dog, you what I am A hip-hop legend, I think I died in an accident Cause this must be heaven I gotta testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly For the day I die I'ma touch the sky Gotta testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly yeah. For the day I die I'ma test the sky Now let's take them high Slick Rick got the shit to pop I'd do anything to say I got it Damn them new loafers hurt my pocket Before anybody wanted K-West beats Me and my girls with the buffet at KFC Dog, I was having nervous breakdowns Like man, these niggas that much better than me Baby, I'm going on an airplane And I don't know if I'll be back again Sure enough, I sent the plane tickets But when she came to kick it, things became different Any girl I cheated on, she skeeted on Couldn't keep it at home, thought I needed a knee alone Trying to right my wrongs, but it's funny them same wrongs help me write the song now. I gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day you die, you gon' touch the sky, you gon' touch the sky, baby girl. Testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly. For the day you die, you gon' touch the sky. Yes, 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 yes. Who's on third? Lupe still like looping the third. Here like here till I'm bitter on the curb. Peach fuzz buzz, but bitter on the verge. Let's slow it down like we're on the serve. Bottle shaped body like Mrs. Butterworth. But before you say another word, I'm back on the block like I'm laying on the street. I'm trying to stop lying like I'm unrobbed, but I'm not lying when I'm laying on the beat. On God, a touche Lupe, cool as the unthought. But I still feel possessed as a gun charge. Become as correct as a pawn star. And a fresh pair of steps and my best phone call. So, I represent the first, now let me in my verse right where the horns are like uh. I gotta testify, come up in the spot looking extra fly For the day you die, you gon' touch the sky You gon' touch the sky, baby girl, testify Come up in the spot looking extra fly 
for the day you die, yeah. you gon' touch the sky. We back at home, baby. Uh, sky high, yeah. I'm, I'm sky high, I'm, I'm sky high. So I just want to touch on some sad news that we have uh, received this week. Unfortunately, we have lost two footballing legends, Gordon Banks and Eric Harrison. Condolences to their families. If, if no one knows who um, Eric Harrison is, or if you don't know, um, Eric Harrison was the youth coach at Manchester United through the 90s. Spent a lot of time with Alex Ferguson while he was there, and he was the coach that brought through the class of 92. So Beckham, Skulls, Giggs... Nicky Bart, Neville. Uh, both the Neville brothers, even Robbie Savage. I know we don't, he's not, well, it's Robbie Savage, so we won't go too much. <laughs> no, I was going to so, scratch that yeah. off. Um, but yeah, he's, he's, he's done a big thing for English football and, and the Premier League itself bringing, bringing through those guys. So big condolences to him and obviously Gordon Banks. What a, what yeah. a true English great he is. Yeah, a true legend. I mean, um, 600, 600 plus um, appearances during his 15 year career, which is, you know, it's amazing. He he capped seventy three times for England, and obviously the the pinnacle of that was the fact that he played every game in the sixty six World Cup win. And and you know I know none of us were uh, around for that, but it's still something that resonates with us as football fans. You know it, it's a legacy that one day we all hope to see again. But he was he was a big part of something that you know is so is so big for us as, Def- as a community footballing community. Definitely, mm. my my dad and my granddad brought me up to to watch the replays and stuff like that. Yeah. How good of a keeper he was! And moving on four years from the '66 World Cup to the '70 World Cup, that that save is iconic. I was going to say you've seen that during the week. Um, the clips of that. Um, what was what was that? So that was the quarter. No, I think it was a, a group game against Brazil in the yeah. World Cup. Um, Pele at that point was at the height of his powers, absolute class and. Just the save was, I don't know how he saved it, bottom corner, then pushing it over the crossbar. Yeah. Um, just just a class save, a class keeper and a class person. Yeah. Um, Actually, a touching tribute online this week from Pele himself um, regarding not only how good Gordon Banks was as a footballer, but the friendship they developed. Um, and it's widely renowned, uh, renowned that he's a, a gentleman as well as a fantastic goalkeeper. So, And, and in that... In that testament, Pele actually said, "You know, I'm actually grateful that you made that save because it was a start of uh, a friendship that lasted for many, many years." So, it's touching tribute, really. Class, that. So, we're going to talk Declan Rice. It's come out this week that he has switched allegiances from the from Republic of Ireland to England. Now, we've obviously got Daryl sitting over here as a big West Ham fan. Tell, just tell us quickly what you've tell us. What do you think about Declan Rice? I, I think he's a class act, and so I'm a season ticket holder at West Ham. I've watched pretty much every game this year, either there or or, or on TV, and he's he's so good, um, so good. He's he's by far our best player now. I know we've got more attacking flair players, but Declan Rice is West Ham right now, um, and I think it's a great thing for England to have him in there. But surely, right? To just go into the whole, he's basically got in on a loophole. Hasn't he? Um, in, in retrospect, he's basically got in because he hasn't played a competitive game for Ireland. You're, you're right, he hasn't, but 
he is actually English. He only played for Ireland through... He was, um, bo- he was born and bred in London, wasn't he? Yeah, his, his um, uh, grandparents, I believe, had part Irish in which was allowed him to yeah, play for they're Ireland. Bo- yeah, they're both from Cork. Yeah, so he's, he's, he's English, yeah, he got the chance to play from first at youth level. But if for me, if you're going to... Um, progress the way you should and attend tournaments big motor tournaments he's, he's done the right but thing but he came out in a statement not too long ago and basically said because he hasn't been approached by England or anyone like that the, the decision for him was simple he's playing for Ireland and now all of a sudden he's now turned round and gone no actually and got, uh, put out some big old carry on on Twitter um, basically to kind of Long story short, it he's basically just said, No, sorry, for my career, I'm going to go and play for the England national team. Now, surely, with Ireland, a very passionate nation about their football and stuff like that, that is a massive spit in the face to them, seeing as though he played from under 16 level through up to the under 21s, then played three friendlies for Ireland. All right, granted, not competitive, but he played against Turkey. France and the United States and now he's basically gone alright don't want to play in the green anymore I'm going to don the Lions yeah I, I, I agree it's, it's wrong with that but the, the fact that we've get, we're getting him in that England squad will just potentially potentially but he'll be there and I think he'll be a big because no one's no one's for, approached him yet no unless well, well, what, unless, unless we, yeah from, from what, what we heard, know we've, yeah. from what I know that Southgate has approached <clears> and told him that he's going to be a big part of England's plans in the next few years he will be I can pretty much 90% I'm 90% certain he'll be in the next England squad there's no way he's going to come out in January and say I'm going to play for England and not get picked up in the next squad someone has said something to him to say for that. Euro 2020 no, for the next England match, which is end of March. Right, for the for the Nations League game. Uh, no, there's isn't there a set of friendlies before the Nations League game? Possibly. So he'll play in the he'll be in the next England group, England squad in I think in the end of March, and then he'll be in the Nations League if he does well enough from there. <laughs> he will. It, there's no way someone's going to come a, out. That's a big club. because he can he can play for Ireland technically for another. Six months in another three or four games, I believe, in friendlies. They're not going to pick him now. Yeah, they're not, they're not, 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 not now. Not now. But they, he didn't have to come out yet. He didn't have to come out yet and say, "I'm going to play for England." He's been Why told by now? someone. Yeah, yeah. He's been told by someone yeah, that he'll be in the next. He's England been given fight. a sweetener, isn't he? Yeah. So yeah, look, if you come and switch allegiances now, then you can come and obviously play in the next how many games for England, yeah. and we'll get you in the squad for UEFA Nations. And so, some, some one point I would touch on is. Um, you know, we all watched the World Cup, um, you know, in the summer. And the team was brilliant. Um, we've done really well in the Nations League. What makes you think that he didn't really want to change a winning formula like that? Um, in Southgate? Yeah. Look, the only thing we know of Southgate in the past year or so, he's looking at young English players. Like, he's looking like Sancho's come in. Winks has played. Um, Gomez when you weren't injured. Gomez, Trent Alexander-Arnold's been coming. There's yeah. some real good youngsters coming into this um, England squad at the moment, and I think Declan Rice just adds quality into that. That's probably a testament to the fact that Southgate did a lot of work with the England well, youth yeah, setup. Before. Set up. Yeah, of um, course. So does that that might necessarily work against Rice in the fact that he wasn't part of the England youth setup? Maybe, but I think knowing what I've watched and his character and qualities, it'll it'll. It'll be fine. Yeah. It'll come in. It'll just 
play play himself in. And it, again, with Declan, he can play centre back or defence centre midfield. So yeah. you can, he can play either way, either, either or. I personally think he's a better centre half than he is a centre midfielder. But I, 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 in my opinion, I think his only way into the England team is a holding midfielder if he's ever if he's going to get right in. now. Yeah, he, he would see with John Stones coming through. <laughs> he's Maguire, not Joe Gomez, Maguire, of course. Um, and I am not. I, I don't really rate um, Eric Dyer, so I think he's a straight replacement for yeah, possibly um, Dyer. Um, yeah, I, I mean, you've obviously got Henderson, who plays a lot for England. You've got Winks, who is going to be coming in playing centre midfield for England in, in the next few years. I imagine even Oxlade-Chamberlain, once he's fit. He's still young, 25, 26, maybe. Well, he was playing his best football under Liverpool. Yeah, he wanted um, to play centre mid, and he's got it under Klopp. Just, just think what you could have in a couple of years. You could have um, Phil Foden. Declan Rice That's Harry why we Winch. haven't mentioned Phil Foden yeah. we've barely mentioned And he's still young you could have, that, that, that free midfield could be your midfield for 10 years Yeah right. and you, Well that's quite offensive Well Winks isn't a holding midfielder for me He's that centre midfielder box to box I think he, yeah. do, he does often pick up that role for Spurs Because he's, they've got Sissoko next to him who, who often drives forward He's a driving forward midfielder Would you class him as a defensive midfielder or a deep line playmaker? Because if you look at things that we've we look at how he plays, he's a playmaker. Defense, for me, defensive midfielder is a position, and playmaker is a style of play. So I think they're very different. Um, if you were say if you were to say to me, draw on a pitch where Harry Winks is going to play, I'd probably draw him in the holding midfield position. Where I but, would totally disagree, and I think you would as well. From would you would you agree that he's more of a central midfielder than a holding midfielder? I think in the Tottenham team he gets to <clears throat> venture forward a little bit more than what Declan Rice does but that might be due <clears> to the <throat> fact that they're often the team who has the ball more often whereas West Ham might be a little bit more backs against exactly. the ball exactly that's what I would kind I'd of disagree say with that because where, where Tottenham obviously get to go forward a lot more they're an attacking team that's the way Poch has set them up whereas West Ham teams are going to come and play you they are going to come forward and Declan Rice will have to sit back a bit I, more I would agree but this year under Pellegrini we've been that more possession based side apart from the few games against the big clubs we have held a lot of possession against the smaller clubs so he does get to play a bit more advanced but he is uh, if I look you can't put him on the same level as someone like uh, Conte uh, for Chelsea but I think he's the same sort of player or break play up or give it sideways give it to uh, look He's got to play next to Mark Noble at the moment. Who is, who for me, is past yeah. it. It would be nice to um, see if they gave him, if they gave him someone else of some decent quality who's got some good legs in him next to him. I'd have loved to have seen him with Wilshaw all year. Yeah, I'm, the quality oh, of yeah. Wilshaw with Rice would have been fantastic. Um, but yeah, possibly. I think he only adds to England's growing young talent. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, I'm looking at it quite impartially. I'm a, I'm a Charlton fan, so I have no real allegiance to the Premier League. I. Love the fact that he's declared for... I'm a Chelsea fan and I hate both of them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So your, uh, your opinion for the, for the moment might be biased. on hold. Um, but for me, I wouldn't put him in straight away. Um, I'm very happy that he's done uh, what he has done because, you know, like Daryl said, it, it can never hurt to have um, a good pool of young players to choose from. Um, I personally wouldn't drop him in purely because of the winning formula we've got at the moment. I think you need to let this team ride out the Nations League and then possibly when the next major tournament comes around, it wouldn't be a bad thing to have a little bit of a shake-up. But for me, that's the way I'd go. But if Southgate chooses to select Declan Rice, I'm not going to say 
that's a stupid decision. He's clearly a very good player, and that it might just be the way that Southgate wants to set up because he Rice is unlike other players we have. So it all for me all depend on how the formation and the way that Southgate wants to play. Because if you're going to have um, let's let's say he's probably going to play with Kane and Rashford up front, right? Mm-hmm. Um, he's probably going to have Sterling, Lingard, um, Sancho, or a combination of the three, and possibly a few others on the wings. So. What you've got strikers that play off the shoulder high up the pitch. I mean, Kane drops in every now and then. You've got Deli Alley to fit. In you've got Deli Alley to fit in there as well, right? So you're probably leaving one spot. Yeah. Right. Who do you give that spot to? It depends whether you want someone who's going to join the attack, link up with Ali, Kane, etc., or do you want someone that's going to be that brick wall in front of the defence? It might. It might depend who you're playing against. You know, if you're playing, if you're playing, um, I don't know, France or Spain or someone like that, you might want Declan Rice. That might be a brilliant pick. But if you're playing um, Colombia or something like we did in the World Cup, where we have to be the team that goes and breaks them down to take a man out of out of that um, setup, yeah, because um, essentially that's what you're doing by playing Rice. Uh, whilst he is a brick wall, obviously he's not got that creative flair that some others have. You're you're taking someone else out of that attack. But it is horses for courses, and I agree with you. Like, if you're playing against your Spains and stuff, you're going to need somebody in there to come sit in there. But for me, Dec- Declan Rice this year has, has played in quite a lot of four four two. We've done that considerable amount of time this year, where Winks in a four four two. I don't think Spurs do it a lot. I don't think they. Oh, actually, by the I think they play four four two against um, um, against well, Dortmund. Okay, I didn't see the game myself. Um, I see snippets, but. Declan's used to that four four two formation, and if if you've got here, you've just named six like attacking players that are going to just go and absolutely bombard mm. teams. Do you want another one to add into that? Well, or in do some you cases, want someone possibly, in there? Yeah. Because remember, with England as well, you're going to have Carl Walker, probably Danny Rose, mm-hmm. um, maybe a different left back or at Trent the time. Alexander-Arnold, Trent Alexander-Arnold, or again, we're going to just add to that attacking. Mm. Maybe maybe someone like Declan Rice in there and just slotting into a three could yeah. be perfect. I mean, I, I I'm not going to sit here and say. He's he's outright not good enough, um, but in my opinion, is he what we need right now? Probably not. But in the future, is he? Could he? Could he do a job? Absolutely. Well, like you say, Southgate has obviously set that team up predominantly around a Spurs team at the mm. minute. Is he really going to take Dyer out? Yeah. Well, if he wants to win a major tournament, he's got to have at least three West Ham players in there. <laughs> oh, for because that's the way it goes, isn't it? West Ham won the World Cup. Hang on, so we've got to episode three before Daryl mentioned that West Ham won the World, won the World Cup, Cup in 66. But look, I, I think he's perfect for the England setup right now. But you he's would, young, I suppose. Of course I would. Yeah. But I've, and I see him play every week. But he's a, yeah. he's a, young, a, a young player with considerable amounts of quality as I said that can just add to what we've got and for England fans over the past 10 years all we've looked at him as an England fan is like what we're watching because it has been terrible where the last two years we've all been pretty happy about it how it's gone yeah no Southgate has pretty much turned it around he's got the fans back on board and who would have expected the World Cup that we've just had so adding extra young quality and you're bringing out the players that have failed in the past can only be, mean good things for us mm. yeah I mean I, I would actually I think Brewer's point um, is important to touch on. Um, it's evidently a Spurs uh, dominant side, especially the core of the team. Um, to have someone um, who you play with week in, week out, I think that's actually an underrated um, opportunity to take. You know, Dyer, I don't, I don't think he's the best player in the world, but he's someone who 
week in, week out, will be on the training ground with Deli Alley, with Harry Kane, you know, with Danny Rose. He's got that familiarity with yeah, um, the rest of them. He will he? not. He will receive the ball. He will not even have to look up, and he will know exactly where Deli Alley's going to be, exactly where Harry Kane's going to be, and. So in in some cases that's priceless. But if you're not very good, I don't give you an England cap. I don't. I think you're misjudging him slightly. I think he is a very good footballer. He's got a cock up in him for sure, and we've seen that previously. But he is a very good footballer. Yeah, you've got to be a good footballer and it, and to play that high in the Premier League and for England. But I don't think he's good enough for England. A dire. On, dire. What, on what basis? Well, even the last few, even the last sort of year or so, he's been in and out the tight, in, in and out the side, and only playing games where we need a defensive midfielder because you've got Henderson alongside him. So why do you he not see the same fate for Rice? Because Rice is a better player. But you just said we in games where well, we Henderson need a is Henderson <coughs> gone in what two years, three years, maybe a bit more than that. So Declan Rice comes straight in for me. But Dyer doesn't pass the ball very well. All right, he does his defensive duties, but I just don't think he's that good. Fair, that's fair opinion. Don't, I don't, but I don't see why. Just because he's Spurs based, he should get. He should it, be it, it, Do you agree that it does carry some weight though? Of course it does, and it, and it will do. But why? Why just because he plays with mm. Harry Kane does he get an England cap every week? Yeah, uh, I see your point. Um, and I mean, I don't know if if you want to summarise now. Um, it's probably a good time to summarise. Um, my opinion would be future England player. Um, Probably a future England squad rotation player, not because he's not good enough to start, but because he's that player that you don't need every game, um, and and that's probably about it for me. I know Daryl probably. Well, going back to what me. going back to what you've just said about Eric Dyer, because that's pretty much who the person that he's coming in for. Yeah, yeah. I'd I'd summarise on that. He's pro- that's probably the position that Declan Rice is coming in for. <clears throat> Declan Rice is twenty. Eric Dyer is twenty five. So they've obviously got. Dyer has got his next five years or so ahead of him to be in his prime and then Rice is going to be about 25 by the time he gets in um, do you, where Dyer's going to hit his prime he's almost kind of got his best years ahead of him do you still think Rice is going to take Dyer's place? I think quality shows end of the day like would you have if, if I said you know say Theo Walcott which again I think is 27 He's in his prime. Who'd you take, Sancho or Walcott, right now? Hmm. Same question, isn't uh, it? Yeah, but, but, yeah, but I know it's different because but yeah, but yeah, but Walcott's playing at Everton. No offence to Everton, but right. they're not, but they're not going to finish inside the top four of their yeah. league. Let's Whereas go. Dortmund, like they're you're, they're okay. a, the German giants alongside Munich. Let's put it this so, way: then. so yeah. Vardy's a, a, a Premier League winner, um, scored goals in the Premier League for fun over the last few years, and Rashford. I know Vardy is now retired Vardy or Rashford he's in his prime Rashford's still young who'd you take but then surely yeah, but that boils down to again because Rashford is playing his best football at United who at the moment probably might even get top four yeah it's something you've got to consider oh, well, in, this, in which case then surely you've got to consider at the moment Rice plays for West Ham and West Ham are at the moment they're going to be mid-table a t- mid-table best. team will he get England caps Whilst playing at West Ham, I think Ham. he's the one, the, only, the one that should and will. I think he's an absolute shining light at West Ham at the moment. He's the one that, when we play bad, he plays well. He's, I've not seen him have a bad game for us this year. What comes first, um, and it, for him, an England cap or a move to a bigger team? England cap. He'll have an England cap come March, in the March. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and for, for him to move on from us now, it's going to cost a lot of money. His contract to us for another six years till 2024. Yeah, I mean, a so, lot of money. What is a lot of money for a... Well, I would feel, I'd I mean, want at least 50 mil for him now. I think that's, that's, the, that's the market that's today, steep, isn't it? I don't think you get 50 steep. mil. That's the market for him today. We'll keep him then. We were talking about this earlier. I thought that was steep. Yeah. I, I reckon you'd get 35 through. Then we'd say no. Yeah, but that's not your decision, is it? The club would say no. <laughs> you're you're going to ring up Golden Sullivan, yeah. are you? And basically say, but no, Declan two now, is not going the, anywhere the, for less than 50 the problem, million. The problems that club's had with them two, with the two owners, if they got rid of Declan Rice for 35 million, there would be no football left in that stadium because it'd, be, it'd just be... It'd, Fans would be all over the place. To be fair, Daryl is dildo brother number three. Um, <laughs> so he's, you know, he does have a say. He does have a say. You got to also remember, there's a lot of player power that comes into it, Dal. So, for example, someone like um, I don't know City coming, right? Fernandinho's getting a bit older, right? Say they come in and say, look, 35 million to West Ham, and they say, no, thank you, and they go to Declan Rice. That's alright, Declan Rice will pay you four times what you're getting paid. And Declan Rice goes to West Ham and say, well, fuck you lot, I ain't playing for you anymore. Because We've just done the same with Anatovic. Right. Couldn't care if he's playing bad now. Player power is taking over too much. Say no. Anatovic so you'd is rather 35 have, million. You'd rather have a Declan Rice that doesn't want to play for you than 35 million until, pounds. Until, until you get that balance right of uh, clubs and players, then yeah. He's clearly got also, just to kind of, Jump in! He's clearly got no kind of morals and loyalty. He's just thrown an Ireland shirt back. Why would you want, to play, go, why would you want to play for Ireland? <laughs> you can't just go and don, throw someone's colours on. Don, don the national shirt. You can't be telling me that if someone like that walked into a pub in Dublin and basically was just like, "By the way, lads, I know I've had your colours on for the last three friendlies, but..." I'm going to go and play for England now. They're going to go, oh no, it's the best thing for your career. No, they're going, you carry on. Like, you, surely, like, he's clearly got not a lot of, he obviously is thinking what's best for his career. I'm telling you now, if someone who's a big gun comes in for him in the next couple of years, he's going to go, yes, not I'm saying, out of not, here. Not saying he's not, but as, as that, he's, he is an Englishman. He's only playing for Ireland because he didn't think at that point he'd get a, a chance to play for England, so why not go to International? Like like Giggs, Giggs shockingly stayed with Wales. He should have come over and played for England anyway. Um, but he's 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 done the right thing for his career to come over and play in major tournaments. Because what's the one thing when you speak about Ryan Giggs? What do you miss out on? Yeah, major tournament. But you've also got to look at the fact that there was a oh, conversation that was had it's, it's, with Mick McCarthy and Robbie Keane where they said. Declan Rice, you are potentially going to be but the future captain of Ireland. Declan when Rice could have said, no thanks, mate. Well, the point well, being, Declan Rice's well, they had position... That, they had that conversation in December. Which it, it so was kind of, Yeah, but at that point, it had already come out that he's thinking about changing allegiance. So that conversation, he's probably had the same conversation with Gareth Southgate, which we know nothing about. So that's what I'm saying. Gareth Southgate's probably said to him, you're in the next squad... You'll probably be in the Nations League squad, um, dependent on who's available. We might go with the same squad. Mark mark my word with your rose-tinted glasses, Daryl. I can guarantee you now that Southgate has not said to Declan Rice, you are a potential future captain of England football. Have I said that? You said he's probably had the same conversation with Gareth Southgate. All I said there was the same conversation as you're going to be in the squads. I'm not saying it's the same conversation as you're going to be the captain. The same conversation that they've had, they've sat down, had a conversation... He said he's going to be in the next squad. He's going to be probably around the team for a long time. Then why not? 
I'm just going to counter your point here quickly, right, about him change, obviously with his changing allegiances. Where he is, only 1920. He's still an adult, right? He's an adult now. He surely be, should be able to make these sorts of decisions. In your personal opinion, if someone turned around to you now, at what age can they change club? So literally, I'm talking, if you're in your teens and they supported West Ham, and I've got a friend who's done we this. Have friend, we have yes. a friend who's done this, and we rip him about it all the time. If, hello, uh, Morris. Hello, Morris, if you're listening. If there is a person, like, if there's someone, um, at what age is it the cut-off before... And to, like, you're, you're locked in for life. You're locked in for I, life. I'd say young, but like club and club and country are different. It's English. It's English. Surely country he's, carries more presidents than English, club. He's English. But surely country carries more presidents than club, though. Yeah, but he's only English because English. he's shooting him right now. Like, yeah, exactly. English. Exactly. He's English. Like if he. So what you're maybe, what you're actually saying is he should have never had the opportunity to play for a Republic of Ireland. Yeah. Right. I, as, as I but said, but he uh, did though. He played for the. He played in the youth as, setup. As I said earlier, and all I, of a sudden now he's turning around and going, "Well, I was born in England, so and I've got that chance to play for England now. There's, I'm, I'm, I'm obviously quite a good player. I'm playing in the Prem now. Um, I'm getting first team football. I fancy my chances playing for the England team. I can go to major tournaments and go and win more than that. Well, sorry, mate. You you picked Ireland when you were like in. Back in 2015, when you was 15. Look, I don't agree with the rules that are out there, but it's a rule. It's a law right now. So if he yeah. can't play for a better side, he's going to get international like major tournaments, and he's good enough, and he is English. Why not? I'm not denying his ability. I'm not. I'm not denying that. It, like to be honest, like what we're discussing, that he can get into that England team. I'm just talking morally. Surely that's not right. You can't. You can't okay. be. You can't be throwing on the country's colours and then just when it suits you. Turning around and going, you know what? A better opportunity's come along. I can go and play for this country. I'm on my toes. Now, yeah, I, I do make you right, but it's nothing as bad as say um, the Almonia situation, who lived in England for five years, got himself made him, uh, an English passport, become an English citizen, then trying to play for England. You've played for your national country. Competitive games. Declan hasn't. Declan hasn't played a competitive game for his country. For that, for that country, he's, he's English. He wants to play for England. Did Almunia go through the youth setup of his country? Probably. Did and he? And he probably played competitive games. And I'm pretty sure he played competitive games for his nation. But because he lived in England for five years without having a cap for his yeah. country, he then can, he then becomes an English Qualifies, citizen and can, yeah. and can yeah, then play yeah, for I England. That, just... Same with a lot of cricket. Yeah, yeah. Right. And sorry, like you, people like saying I don't agree with it us as cricket fans we've had some of the best cricketers that are not English well there's one coming through now Joffrey Archer who is touted as being one of the best one day cricketers who will all going to take for England over the next 10 and years we've, right? we've actually bent slightly bent the rules so that he can be available for the Cricket World Cup the biggest one Kevin Peterson yeah South it, African big he's, for, for any England fan that's, that's watched cricket over the last 15 years he's probably one of their favourite players and he's bad I can't stand him personally, but, but yeah, I get what you're saying. But he's not English. No. But we love him. Same as everyone, as soon as Declan Rice starts playing and performing well, we're all going to love him. Yeah, no, I get it. And <clears throat> we can only hope that he does um, at the end of the day. I mean, I'm a little bit dubious, in my opinion, from what I've seen. He, need, he needs to keep performing at the level he is for a bit longer for me to be on the bandwagon personally. Um, which I don't think is an unreasonable comment to make. He's had a good season, and by all accounts, he was reasonable last season as well. Um, I think he needs to carry on improving, keep playing at this level for the rest of the year, into next year, and then, in my opinion, he's a viable candidate for the England setup. Do you know what I think you need to do? 
Stick to League One. <laughs> right. Well, hang on two secs. Right, I've just had a text off of, uh, funnily enough, of Mick McCarthy. Of all people. Of all people. Hello, Mick. And um, he's basically just said, I oh, hear you're talking about Declan Rice and him uh, jumping ships to England. So he's got a little bit of a song request. He wants us to play Green Day, Good Riddance. <laughs> Let's have it. Come on. Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Time grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this test and don't ask why It's not a question but a lesson learned in time It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life So take the photographs and still frames in your mind Hanging on a shelf in good health and good time Tattoos and memories and dead skin on trial For what it's worth, it was worth all the while It's something unpredictable, but in the end is right I hope you had the time of your life But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life It's something unpredictable But in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life And that was Good Riddance by our Green Day. Special request there from uh, Mick McCarthy. He doesn't seem too bad. So we want to uh, round up the Champions League now. So the results from this week, that uh, there was four games this week. We've got Roma beat Porto 2-1. Uh, Real Madrid uh, played Ajax and Madrid won 2-1. Then we've got the two English teams. United had a bad result against PSG losing 2-0. And Spurs got a cracking result beating Dortmund at home 3 Right, so the first two games you mentioned there, um, business as usual. Pretty uh, much, yeah. You know, you got the two big teams in those ties prevailed. Roma have been a real Champions League force over the last couple of years. Uh, you know, they're really sort of cementing their place in the Champions League, and they did again with a great win over Porto. Um, Real Madrid, we expect nothing less. Two away goals, Madrid should um, qualify from that. From, but the only thing I did here at that game, I actually put up a real good battle. Yeah, um, yeah, got a good young side there, and I think they're going to be a force to re- be reckoned with over the next few years. Right. Yeah, they've always been renowned for having a great academy, so it doesn't surprise me that they've got yeah. a good young side there. Yeah. So, but, so the, the Tuesday was um, United PSG, always going to be a tough ask for United. 
um, against a decent Paris outfit, mm-hmm. even though they were missing. I was about to say, Pierce Dewey were missing some big guns, though. Yeah, and f- f- I, I, I see bits of the game. I watched quite a lot of the first half and then missed a lot of the second half, but United started off really well. Um, had a few early chances, but you can't you can't miss chances against PSG. They're going to make you pay for it, and eventually they did, and that was pretty much. Yeah, well, um, what a superstar Mbappe is. Um, oh. You know, he's such a, such a young guy to take that game by the scruff of the net against some real big names in the United team, um, and and he you know he ran ragged really. He, he was he was so good, um, and I don't I don't think they knew what to what to do about it. If I'm honest, so um, I don't think they missed Neymar either. Neymar is all about this. Um, showboating, laying on the floor. Mbappe took the game by the scruff of his neck. Just, it, just it was a brilliant performance by him. He took the game, took the game over. Two away goals at Old Trafford, which is a tough place to play any Champions League football, especially in uh, the current form. Oh, you might have been in great form, and uh, especially under um, Solskjaer, they're, 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 it was always going to be a tough tie for United, but I thought they'd nick something down. But losing two 0 I can't see him picking up anything back in Paris. Nothing no. at all. No, it's no. a big arse now. It is, and even if Neymar and out of back, it's the ties. I think the ties dead. Um, United will need an early goal, and their, their defence needs to be better than what they've been all year. Kind of out of respect um, for what of what Solskjaer is expected to achieve now after what Mourinho has done this season. I don't think winning the Champions League was on their radar in no way, chance. to be honest. Yeah. It was more about let's try and qualify for the Champions League next season. Which I think they should do now. Uh, yeah. They're, they're in good nick. They're, Rashford's playing out of, out of his skin at the moment. And if any, if you need anyone to fire, it's going to be Rashford. Um, as well as Pogba. Um, what, a difference, what a different player he is. Especially, especially with the, uh, let's call it a rough patch that Chelsea are going through. Um, I think Man United might nip in there and... Uh, Potentially overtake them. I don't know. Brewer's looking a bit sorry for himself. Mm. Um, you know, especially after we got fisted last week by Man City on Sunday. So yeah, at the moment um, we're just not consistent enough. Chelsea, we're not picking up enough points. We're dropping points to and say so we dropped them to Bournemouth, dropped them to Arsenal, and then that was an absolute shower of against City. Um, let me ask you this about Chelsea, right? Think of the whole Chelsea squad. Hazard's the star. Yeah. Right, and obviously Higuain's there, big name. I can, apart that obviously there's some big players, but another star in that side, I don't really see one. Do you think there's a, another big player to really rival Hazard in that side? Um, I'd probably agree with you. I'd say the rest of them. I don't think the side... The side is full of good players. Yeah. Uh, well-beaters? No. no. No, it's Hazard. Hazard is the well-beater. If he fires, Chelsea fires. Yeah, if, he, if he's firing on all cylinders, then that's when we that's when we perform at our best. If he does, but they, that's what they're saying at the moment, is that as soon as the players down tools, which we, we picked up on earlier, a lot of it is player power now. And especially with Chelsea, look at the amount of managers that are coming through that revolving door. It's been very much player power as soon as they dance off they've done it against Mourinho like it will just go that way but Sarri is coming there as soon as the manager comes in there with a philosophy and there's players in there that don't agree with it you know they're just going to turn around and go I don't fancy this yeah um, and it's such an easier decision for the board to rather than bin off about 
half a dozen of the starting eleven, let's bin off the manager and get someone else in who can play, um, who can get them working. But what I would say is it's become a bit of um, it's become a bit of an old record now with Chelsea. You can't keep getting in different managers just to work with the players just because the players don't fancy it anymore. You're going to run out of quality managers? No, we're just going to keep going. For, no, it's going to, Chelsea's becoming a bit of a poison chalice now. Who wants to take that job on? Yeah. Who's, no. going to want, who's going to want to come in and take that job on knowing full well that they could be binned off in the next two years and just have a, a black mark on their record? Oh, you went to Chelsea. Especially Sari, who's coming in and, and, and in his previous managerial career hasn't won any big honours. So he's come to Chelsea and... He's now got to try and win something because that's what we expect. Yeah, we that, expect silverware at Chelsea. How is that tailed off so badly? I know we've we've sort of changed topics, but Chelsea started off like that, like firing. Well, we went eighteen games unbeaten. Talk talk about sorry ball and all this, but mm. now he doesn't look like it's been figured out. Yeah, yeah, it's been well figured out. I'd be quite happy West Ham playing at the moment. Yeah, it, oh, he's been well figured out in a minute. I think it's just um, with sorry ball, like you say, he just. He's got his philosophy. He's trying to he's trying to deploy it amongst the players. People like Alonso have got fallen have fallen um, fate to it. He's not a left back. He's a left wing. He's a left winger, pretty much. He's a left wing back. He's getting sussed right out when he's on the back foot. It's, it's getting embarrassing. The same as a little bit like Aspilicueta. He went into a back three at Chelsea. And he was playing really well in a back three. And now he's got pushed out to right back. Granted, that's where he used to play. But you can tell now, especially when you're coming up against good opposition, he's not as comfortable there. No. And so that, that result last week was bad. Bad, bad, bad result against City. Yeah, no. Did not need that. To be fair, I think any team could have turned up against City that day and they would have got run they over. Real, they? Oh, they, got, they would have got but, run over but, a handful. But, but you say that like... So yesterday, when Man City played Newport in the FA Cup, Newport held their own for 70-odd minutes and just a little bit of fight, which they had. I know it's a different side. It's not quite the City first team. and it's a I was about game. to say, it wasn't the City but first team and it was at Newport. They, they fought, whereas last week Chelsea didn't seem to have no fight about them. Yeah. Um, it has gone. But then I remember when Chelsea went to play City... Uh, last season I think in the same fixture and we went there and played false nine again and as soon as he picked that team everyone went this is going one way and no one had any fight we were watching them we were watching them play they were watching them knock the ball about we weren't even pressing them no. we were just sitting there going no you can have that you can have the possession you can't let City have the football no you've got to stop them playing you've got to get after them a little bit it is so risky though isn't it because as soon as you get after them they can unpick you but, like but Newport yesterday <clears throat> sat back on the halfway line as soon as they got the halfway and pressed them, put them under pressure. And look, Newport always going to get beaten yesterday, but you've got to give them their dues. They give City a right going. Yeah, especially up until it went 2-1. You would have thought, especially when they banged in um, their goal, was getting a, get a foothold in the game. You thought, hang on a minute, we've got about five minutes here. They, they might be able, You never know. You've seen, you've seen stranger things of happen course. in football. And in, and in the so, first half, Newport had two big chances to take the lead. Mm. Like they go in a different day it could be a different result so yeah. I think Chelsea got to really knuckle down and sort their lives out yeah I agree and I, I think um, we should probably go on to the next game in the Champions League because I can see Brewer getting a little bit upset that the fact that we've been talking about Chelsea <laughs> and um, 
so I think I think it's probably about time we recapped um, a game that is obviously brilliant for English football. We've just seen Spurs um, put the three past Dortmund. Um, I watched the game. Um, I thought first half Dortmund looked really really good, and especially Sancho looked very very good. Good player he was, and, and he was he performed so well on that first half. And at half time, if you told me Dortmund are going to be the ones to score the goals, I would have believed you. It would have it yeah. could have gone that way. The second half, I don't know what Poch said in that change room, but they had Sancho in their pockets. They looked like a different team in the second half, and Dortmund just could not match them. Spurs were phenomenal in the second half. See, I only watched the first half. Spurs didn't look all that in the first half. Um, Dortmund, did no, you say Sancho looked lively? If, as you say, if anyone was going to score the goal, it was going to be them. It was going to they were going to give themselves a lead and probably going to take the tie. I also quite enjoyed watching um, Pulisic, who we spoke about last week. Didn't play amazing, played well enough, I thought, to especially in the first half. But um, if it pains me, pains me to say anything, Tottenham were fantastic by the sounds of the second half. Yeah, I mean the way they grabbed that game. Said for gritted too. Pains me to say it, but the only good thing about it is we beat a German side, so I can take that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you, you turn on your England fan as opposed to yeah, your... England, England fan beating the Germans any day of the week, but Spurs winning in the Champions League tie, giving the Spurs fans even more, even more ammo to fire at other teams, it, it hurts a little bit. But. Yeah, I get that, but um, I mean, as a football fan, um, players like um, Son, for example. You've got to enjoy watching him play. What revelation he's been. Yeah, incredible. And the fact that he came back when he did um, from the competition out in Asia is, is such such good fortune for Spurs. You know, they were really on the back foot missing him, Ali and Kane and having him back probably, what, three weeks sooner than yeah, he, he should have been back? He came right back. He came back right at the right time, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And and yeah, the way, that, the way they put three past them and in all honesty, you've probably ended the tie. Yeah, I'd have thought so. And Dortmund defensively have not been good all year. No. Um, and you, I know Kane's meant to be around about the squad by the time the second leg comes around. So if you need him to go and having Kane back in there, well, you'd Spurs, expect to score at least one away. If goal. Spurs get one goal, Dortmund have got to score five. Yeah, you'd expect Spurs to score at least one. Yeah. So, so I think for me it's over. I mean, I don't think Spurs can avoid um, a tough team in the next round. I mean, all the teams that are looking likely to go through are going to be tough games for Spurs. Mm. Um, but as a, as a neutral, it's nice to see English teams really giving it a go. Um, one thing to mention, City, for example, they're still in four major trophies, right? Yeah. They're in the League Cup, the FA Cup, Champions League, and obviously the Premier League. Yeah. And they're actually favourite to win all four. Yeah. Well, the League mm. Cup finishes next weekend. Yeah. Um, so that, that's one off their books, but they've got a tough tie this week. They have. Um, away at Schalke. Never easy going to Germany anyway, and they'll they'll put up a fight. I mean, yeah. as for their, obviously the game in the League Cup, they're up against Chelsea, and Chelsea have actually got a good record against them, especially at Wembley. Not but, after last week. Not, <laughs> not after last week. Imagine uh, saying that I'll Chelsea be, have got a good uh, record against City. Yeah, I was about to say, uh, Chelsea have got an alright record against them, but <laughs> after last week, I'd, I'd, if we don't yeah. get off the bus and we just yeah. spin it round, yeah. like, yeah, just give them the trophy. I'm quite happy that with City's next two fixtures, because they play Schalke in the Champions League, which are going to play a full strength side against. Then they've got Chelsea in the League Cup, which again is going to be full strength, and then they come to West Ham on a Wednesday night. So, do you quite happy then playing with the big boys before us? Do you think realistically an English team can win the Champions League this Without season? Without a doubt, definitely. Barcelona, are, uh, all right, they've, they've picked up recently. They've been dropping points all over the place this year. Madrid are in. 
they lost again this morning. Terrible run, like terrible yeah. season they're having for yeah. Madrid standards. Like the worst, yeah. Um, oh, look, it's going to be tough to win the Champions League, whatever happens with with the players still in it. But if there's a year for an English team to win it, with four teams, right, with United losing, four teams still technically in the tournament, we can win that Champions League this year. Do you see? Um, Liverpool, City and Spurs as legitimate threats to win it or are we just talking City and Liverpool? Uh, well, Liverpool's got the toughest task at a lot. Um, this, the game Tuesday is going to be the one that really, that will decide that tie. If they can get a result at home, um, that'd be big for them because I can't no, see them getting anything away, against yeah. Munich away. And if anybody's kind of in charge of beating a Munich team, Klopp. it's going to be Klopp. Yeah. You'd want... Yeah. He knows that football inside out, doesn't exactly. he? Exactly. The way he plays and the way Liverpool play, where they come out strong and, 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 and fast, that would probably be a perfect setup up Chelsea United to go and beat them early. Um, yeah. So, good luck to both English teams in the, in the Champions League this week. Good luck to Chelsea and the City in the League Cup final next week. Come and, uh, on, fucking more, well, good luck to Chelsea luck. next yeah, week. Yeah. More than luck, um, mate. We've also missed, <laughs> we also didn't quite um, touch on the FA Cup tie between United and Chelsea Monday night, which will be a good one as well. Yeah. So it's a good week of sport coming uh, up. Hopefully we can talk about it next week when we're in the quarters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. quarters and then looking forward to uh, uh, um, winning a cup next week for you, bro. Yeah, well, like I say, at the moment, we especially just touched on what we were saying earlier with Sari, there was question marks already over like, oh, do we need to sack him, do we need to do that? But I can guarantee you now, if we beat City at Wembley, all is forgotten. Right, it's about time we wrap it up, lads. Right, guys, so quick, very quickly, uh, before we wrap up, our social media, uh, everything this week I'm going to put on the description of our podcast, so please look it up. We've had quite a lot of followers this week. We've done a, a poll, we've done a couple of posts, a couple of clips, so please follow us on everything you can and try and interact with us. You've got to sign us out, Daryl, this week. You've got the honours. What have we got? Uh, the honours this week. So we've got a song this week called uh, Sunset. It's by Cova. And Cova are a band who are a friend of the show. Um, they gave us the intro music that you guys are all going to be used to. Um, and, yeah, it's just another great song. They're on all major um, music streaming sites, so make sure to go and hit them up. Um, it's Sunset. Have a good week, guys.
carbon tonight. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, no. Leave that in. Let's go. Hang on. Hang on. I'm well confused. It between the two. Like, Belfast is Northern Ireland. Dublin's yet. Yeah. So. Oh, that's. That, I'd love that to stay in there. It's not safe.